Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. President Trump goes against Congress. This is Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. PM Orlando, I'm Michael Yaffe. And I'm Alan McBride. Our top stories this afternoon. The president does use his veto for the first time and Florida reacts to the New Zealand terror attack. 501 on News Radio 93.1. President Donald Trump has vetoed Congress's resolution of disapproval, their attempt to cancel the president's national emergency declaration. It is definitely a national emergency. Rarely have we had such a national emergency. Therefore, to defend the safety and security of all Americans, I will be signing and issuing a formal veto of this reckless resolution. The president declared a national emergency in order to try and fund a southern border wall after Congress refused to pay for it. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. At least 49 people are dead in shooting rampages at two mosques in New Zealand. Police have arrested three armed suspects in the terror attack and have charged Australian Brenton Tarrant, who live-streamed his own shooting spree at one of the mosques in Christchurch, on a helmet camera. Atif Farid with the American Muslim Community Center in Orlando area says their use of social media takes it, quote, to the next level. In this case, they use social media to announce to the world their hatred, that there is no shame in what they're doing. And they're trying to um, very much use social media to publicize their hatred. Australian police described Tarrant as an extremist, right-wing violent terrorist. He wrote a 70-page anti-immigrant manifesto. New Zealand's prime minister does make it clear that the deadly attack on mosques can now be described as a terror attack. Jacinda Ardern told her nation today that three people were arrested. She then said that New New Zealand's gun laws will be changing. She did not elaborate on how they will change. Yeah, from what I understand, New Zealand has uh, uh, more lax gun laws than Australia, but probably stricter than what we have here in the United States. This This is a horrible story. And, of course, it's already being politicized, and some are even blaming Trump partly for all of this. I'm going to go more into this whole thing uh, later on in the show. One thing to note also is that uh, the person arrested was not on a terror watch list at the time. Right. Authorities did confirm that as well. Now, over to Los Angeles, Century City Mall has been evacuated amid reports of a gunman, fire, and suspicious package. That from the LA Time, uh, Los Angeles Times. Now, Westfield Century City Mall was evacuated and shoppers ran from stores, according to this account. Police responding said they found no evidence of shots fired, and they're still looking for a suspect. Uh, Deputy Chief Horace Frank, LAPD head of counterterrorism, said there are reports that a man inside the Amazon store may have attempted to set a package on fire. LAPD's bomb squad is responding to the scene just to make sure that there is no threat. And as North Korean officials hint that missile tests may resume, the Trump administration remaining hopeful that talks will continue. Fox's Rachel Sutherland reports from Washington. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says leader Kim Jong-un gave multiple reassurances in Hanoi that the moratorium on testing would remain in place, and he expects him to keep his word. He spoke directly to the president 
and made a commitment that he would not resume nuclear testing, nor would he resume missile testing. Secretary Pompeo told reporters, we are hopeful we can continue to have conversations. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. The celebration is ending for thousands of taxpayers who got refunds that were twice as much as they expected in Louisiana. The state of Louisiana accidentally paid double refunds to 66,000 people, uh, totaling about $26 million. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the state said that was a mistake, an accident. Please don't spend the extra because we will come and collect it. I feel like there's been more mistakes like that this year than usual coming from the IRS and everything. So interesting. Yes, indeed. But we're good. We're cool. We got our refund. We're set. Yeah, I got mine, too. I haven't got a second one, as far as I know. So No, neither <laughs> did we. We just got the one. That was it. Darn. I know. <laughs> At Oregon School, let parents bid on their children's next teacher. Some people have a problem with that. That story is at WFLAOrlando.com. And you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. WFLA News Time 505 p.m. Orlando with Michael Yaffe continues now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This is breaking news on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This is one of New Zealand's darkest days. Clearly, what has happened here is an extraordinary and unprecedented act of violence. The strongest possible condemnation of the ideology of the people who did this. You may have chosen us, but we utterly reject and condemn you. That was the Prime Minister of New Zealand talking about the horrific mass shooting, the horrific terrorist attack by a white supremacist who apparently had a couple of people helping him as well. Um, in Christchurch, New Zealand, this white supremacist specifically targeted Muslims, specifically targeted immigrants, specifically targeted mosques, killed 49 people, and they say uh, 48 were injured, some critically injured. And uh, hopefully that number does not go up. It stays at 40. Nine. This has already been politicized, dealing with gun control, dealing with blaming President Trump. Um, I'm going to get to more on that later in the show. There has been local reaction to this as well. The American Muslim Leadership Council issued a statement this morning saying, we strongly condemn the terror attack against Al-Noor Mosque in New Zealand and Muslim worshipers. We have no words to describe such a hateful act um, the AML also said in a statement, the FBI has reached out to its leaders uh, earlier this morning to assure there would be an increase in law enforcement presence following the attack. Uh, the AML, by the way, is based in Kissimmee. So just an awful situation. It's been the lead story of the day. We're going to talk more about it. I just have to say one thing. I'm going to talk more about this in my commentary later on at the end of the show. But we are living in some very dangerous times where people get their identity by the group they associate with. And a lot of times the groups that some people associate with are evil groups. And there are too many groups in the world right now that feel like if you don't agree with them, if you don't look like them in some cases, that means you're evil and you should be killed. That's how these people think in some of these white nationalist groups or whatever. 
It's a very dangerous precedent that's being fueled by social media and the internet as well. How do we combat it? I'm not sure I have the total answer to that. But we're going to talk about that later in the show. The other breaking news of the day just happened um, within the last hour. President Trump has vetoed Congress. Congress and the Senate passed um, a national a resolution against Trump's national emergency declaration. Trump put out his first veto against that. We're going to talk about that next. And we have much more to get to on the show today. Uh, of course, Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. 513 here on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here's one of the top stories we're looking at for you. Police are identifying a suspect in the terror attack that left 49 people dead in shooting rampages at two mosques in New Zealand. Uh, police have arrested three armed suspects in the terrorist attack. By the way, we are getting some local reaction to this. The American Muslim Community Center in Longwood, uh, the chairman of that, put out a statement says, Loss of innocent lives is heartbreaking. We ask all our fellow citizens to join us in praying for the victims and the families that were affected by this tragedy. The One Pulse Foundation also tweeted out its condolences, writing, We will stand with you during this darkest time. Updates in our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yeah, absolutely. I voted with the president. I know I, I care about border security. Um, Floridians care about border security. I've been to the border. Uh, I've talked to border agents. They need more people. They need better technology. And they've got to have barriers. They've got to have barriers to have operational control. Uh, it's for their safety and it's the safety of every American. That was for uh, Senator Rick Scott yesterday talking about that he voted against this resolution that the Senate passed yesterday, which which uh, rebukes Trump's national emergency declaration to get funding to build the wall. Now he was dis- he was on the other side of the issue than our, the other Florida senator, Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio voted for this resolution because he disagreed with Trump's emergency declaration. All that being said, the breaking news within the past couple of hours is the fact that President Trump has used his veto pen for the first time in his presidency. Um, he vetoed this resolution overruling Congress to protect his emergency declaration. He was flanked by law enforcement officers as well as the parents of children killed by people in this country illegally. Trump also issued some statements as he was about to do this. Let's go ahead and hear what Trump had to say earlier today. As president, the protection of the nation is my highest duty. Yesterday, Congress passed a dangerous resolution that, if signed into law, would put countless Americans in danger, very grave danger. The Democrat-sponsored resolution would terminate vital border security operations by revoking the national emergency issued last month. It is definitely a national emergency. Rarely have we had such a national emergency. Therefore, to defend the safety and security of all Americans, I will be signing and issuing a formal veto of this reckless resolution. And that's what it was. So he called the resolution reckless. By the way, he thanked all the Republicans. Uh, He called them courageous, actually, all the Republicans that sided with the president on the national emergency declaration. I just want to read you Marco Rubio's statement why he did not side with the president on this. And I think 
I agree with Marco Rubio on this. I know a lot of people listening to this show, a lot of people that listen to the morning show told me they don't like what Marco Rubio said. They agree with Rick Scott. But I'm going to read Marco Rubio's statement because to me it makes a lot of sense. This is what he said. He says, we have an emergency at our border, which is why I support the president's use of forfeiture funds and counter drug money to build a wall. However... I cannot support moving funds that Congress explicitly appropriated for construction and upgrades of our military bases. This would create a precedent a future president may abuse to jumpstart programs like the Green New Deal, especially given the embrace of uh, socialism we are seeing on the political left. This is what I've noticed from the president's comments. What the president is trying to do is saying, If you disagree with my national emergency declaration, you are voting against border security. You're voting against the wall. You're voting against protecting this country. And it's smart of him politically to do that because if he focuses on that, he makes it seem like the people that are disagreeing with him are only disagreeing with him because they don't want to protect the border. Of course, this is not true. I am like Marco Rubio because two things can be true at the same time. You can want border security. You can want border security funding. You can want to control the illegal immigration and prevent drugs from entering this country and still disagree with the method of using a national emergency. Because when you look at the big picture, as I've said before, we have to protect the Constitution first. And the reason why Trump did this is because he's trying to go around Congress. I don't I think the executive has too much power already I think we have to give more power back to Congress. Even if Congress does something we don't like, that's why we have elections. So I agree with Rubio on that. And I think I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I think in the long run, you're going to come around. We have a live report from our news partners at Fox 35 on the fact that a Seminole County teacher was arrested today for creating child porn. We have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 522 here on PM Orlando. Here's one of the top political stories for you right now. U.S. Customs and Border Protection issued a statement to the Daily Mail today or yesterday that contradicts President Trump's past claims that his administration has already built large new sections of the wall. But they said they'll be getting to work very soon. The CBP confirmed to the Daily Mail that no new sections of border wall have been built under the Trump administration. Instead, existing walls have been renovated, supplemented, or replaced. But they also did say the first new wall project, where no barrier currently exists, is anticipated to start in April. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is PM Orlando. So we have the breaking news story uh, locally in Seminole County where a school teacher, Seminole County school teacher, was arrested for creating and distributing child porn. Uh, we're talking with our news partners at Fox 35 and Valerie Boy, who is uh, downtown outside the federal courthouse reporting on this latest development. Valerie, how did they catch this person? Hey there, Michael. Well, it was actually um, an arrest originally by Mabel's former boyfriend, and when they went through his devices, they saw videos 
of her with a, a child. So um, this teacher, Audra Mabel, she was fired from her job at Spring Lake Elementary, and this happened after FBI agents say she created child pornography with a one-year-old boy she's related to. Now, investigators say they also found a video that Mabel took while working at a school in Lansing, Michigan. They say she used her cell phone to video herself exposed, then panned to children nearby and talked to them. Now, a spokesperson from um, the Lansing, Michigan School District says they weren't aware of what happened, but they do plan to look into it. A Seminole County uh, School District spokesperson says Mabel had a clean background check when she was hired. Investigators were tipped off again after Mabel's boyfriend, Justin Ritchie, was arrested for sex battery upon a child. And when they looked at his devices, they discovered the 10 child porn videos with Mabel in them. Uh, Both are being held in the Seminole County Jail without bond. Michael? So, and you said without bond, there's no chance that they're going to get out anytime soon. Correct. You Uh, got it. All right. A very disturbing story out of uh, Seminole County. Valerie Boy reporting on the latest. If you want to find out more on this story, you can watch Fox 35 News at 6 and 10. Uh, Thanks, Valerie, so much for coming on with us. You're welcome. Bye. All right. So another another story uh, that's... I happen to find at foxnews.com. Let's see what you think about this, Tom Benson, as well, if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard a lot of different reaction uh, dealing uh, with the Democrat field because there's all these different candidates running against Trump. Uh, but there's this is by someone by the name of Tom Del Beccaro. By the way, I just read one of his books. It's called The Divided Area. It's really good. If you have a Kindle, go buy it right now because it's really good. But he has an article here about how Bernie Sanders will be the Democratic nominee that he's decided that's going to happen. Okay. He says, here are the five reasons why. Five reasons. Okay. Number five, running for president is different now. There was a time where you had to have a lot of money to run. That really isn't the case anymore because of social media and other ways to get a lot of media attention. You don't need to be uh, super wealthy to uh, win the presidency. Look how Hillary outspent uh, Trump in the uh, campaign in uh, media. Well, not only that, but Jeb Bush outspent Trump. Yeah. When we talked about primaries, the Republican primary, Trump was outspent by a lot of people. Didn't matter because it's a different time. Uh, number four says it's a crowded field. Says the lower barrier to entry is a central reason why there are so many Democratic candidates this year. There could be 20 or more. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes back to um, what happened last time because the Republican field was so crowded. Trump didn't need a much more than 30 percent of the vote to get the nomination because it was so crowded that everyone else was splitting the vote. So he thinks Bernie Sanders is going to win the same way. I, I think it's possible. I actually do. Number three, Sanders has run nationwide before, so he has some experience on how to run a nationwide campaign. And in recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Number two, Sanders has his message down and he doesn't waver. Says voters want answers and they like politicians who have clarity. You can argue that Sanders' message and programs would be very bad for America, but he is clear and focused. New candidates have to sort out their messages. So there you go. And then the number one reason why Sanders will be the nominee, this is according to this piece on Fox News, Sanders and his supporters are anti-establishment and they have a chip on their shoulder. (laughs) It's actually a pretty good point. He Mm -hmm. is anti-establishment and he comes off as authentic. I think that's why a lot of uh, people on the left really support him because he comes off as a true believer. He's not your typical politician. 
Kind of like Trump was the same way. Trump came off as a true believer, not the typical politician. He was going to go in there and really make changes, shake things up. So a lot of people supported Trump for that reason. Uh, he says uh, Sanders supporters remember how he was unfairly denied the nomination in 2016. Of all the Democrats running right now, it is likely that Sanders has the most supporters and the largest number of committed voters. He says, if you add all of that out there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. There's little to no doubt that Sanders, who lost Iowa in 2016 to Hillary by a margin of 49.84% to 49.59%, less than 1%. He says he will finish in the top two in Iowa. He could well win. Uh, Sanders won New Hampshire in 2016, and in a crowded field, he is more likely to win it again in 2020 and makes him a frontrunner after the first two primaries. Um, he said, Joe Biden, you say? Joe Biden has always been a better prospective candidate than an actual candidate. Uh-huh. I think that's exactly right. A lot of people think he's the top guy, but when he actually gets in and starts talking, then not people aren't going to like him as much. There's been reports today that Joe Biden has had a meeting with Stacey Abrams, the lady who ran for governor in, New, in uh, Georgia. And lost. Just like Beto lost in Texas and Gillum lost in Florida. And yet all these people want to run for president. Well, he's looking to balance a possible ticket, perhaps. Yeah, well, I mean, he says, he told that group, save your energy. You're going to need it soon. I just have to say, none of the Democrats right now that are running really impress me. Not just because I'm a conservative. I just mean, in general, I think Trump's going to run circles around them. You know, Kamala Harris, a lot of people thought she was good, but I've heard her speak. I'm not really that impressed. Uh, Beto is a lightweight that doesn't ever say anything of substance, really. Nice hands, though. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Warren sounds like she knows what she's talking about, but she's incredibly unlikable. And Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are old. So I'm not sure who really they have. Cory Booker, Spartacus? Uh, I mean, I, I, th- I think the Democrats are in a lot more trouble than they want to admit against against President Trump. Alan McBride in the studio with me right now. We have a lot of breaking news to cover today. Um, What happened in New Zealand, the horrible shooting, Trump's veto, and much more, right? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we are going to be bringing up the date on the uh, situation in New Zealand. We're also going to be reminding you that there is a launch this evening, and things looking pretty good for it. All right. We have weather and traffic in two minutes as well. This is PM Orlando. News. Weather. Traffic. This is PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
I'm Michael Yaffe, joined by Alan McBride in the studio. One of the top stories, and I can't believe it, it's been one year since that FIU bridge collapse. I can't believe it's already been a year. You're going to be talking about that in a minute, and you have other big news of the day as well. Absolutely, Michael. As a matter of fact, at the American Muslim Community Center in the Orlando area, Longwood actually, Atif Farid says the terrorists could strike in a peaceful little country like New Zealand. It shows that it could happen anywhere. Which is a very true statement. I was just having breakfast with my Jewish friend Aaron Weil this morning, and we were discussing uh, uh, the rise of uh, you know extremism as people of faith and people of uh, love and kindness. We must reach out to one another and be strong uh, in these trying times. Now, Farid also says they are asking for an incre- increased police presence at mosques around the state. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. All continues to look good for this evening's launch of a Delta IV from the Cape. The Delta is set to carry a wideband global SATCOM satellite into orbit. Launch window opens at about 6.56 this evening, and it closes at 5 minutes past 9. So that's something to look for for the evening. All right. And today, believe it or not, marks one year since people were, six people were killed and several others injured in the collapse of a pedestrian bridge at Florida International University in Miami. Rick Hoschel has more about that. The FIU flag is flying at half-staff, and a moment of silence was held on campus to remember the victims. The construction company that was building the bridge is facing lawsuits from the families of victims and has filed for bankruptcy. The federal government has also fined the bridge builder and designer. Although the incident remains under investigation, the NTSB cited design flaws in a preliminary report on the collapse. Rick Hoshul, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yeah, that was a really big story a year ago, and it, it was so surprising because this was a brand new bridge being built. It was supposed to be some kind of new technology to get it up there quicker, and then uh, unfortunately it collapsed and killed people. And they are still, the investigation, of course, was very thorough into this. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it, it took everybody aback because we were convinced at the time, you know, when it was, this was being put up, that this was going to be the way things were done in the future. Well, not so much. Yeah, and it was actually supposed to be safer and ended up not being. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the whole Boeing situation right now because if those plane crashes are a result of that feature, that feature in the Boeing 737 MAX 8 was supposed to be a safety feature to make it safer, and it could be that that feature itself made the planes less safe. Uh, just countless examples of sometimes new technology um, – doesn't always work like we think it will. Exactly. Now, I want to end your afternoon with this little bit of nightmare fuel. Can you imagine lifting the lid to your toilet and finding a bright green iguana swimming around inside? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, one man didn't have to imagine it. He saw it. The fish was in Fort Lauderdale. See, a local man freaked out. Understandably, he called 911. Firefighters came over. One of them put on a surgical glove and fished the little critter out of the bowl, and uh, turned it loose outside where it skittered away. Yeah, but it's Fort Lauderdale, you know. They're they're all over the place out there. (laughs) 538 on News Radio 93.1. A suspected burglar is permanently out of commission after a 900-pound safe falls on him. Read up on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. PM Orlando continues now. News, weather, traffic. This is PM Orlando with Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. No, another one of the big stories that we have been covering for the past week is the fact that Nancy Pelosi said that it's not worth it right now to go after Trump and try to impeach him. 
And a lot of people are kind of wondering why, especially the radical left in the Democrat Party who want to impeach him today. The likes of Maxine Waters and Rashida Tlaib want him impeached right now. And Nancy Pelosi said, no, 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 we're not anywhere near that yet. Well, um, there was an analysis by Washington Post reporter Robert Costa, who um, was on MSNBC earlier today, I believe. And he had an interesting take on all of this. And I think he's exactly right. I wanted to play it for you because I agree with it for the most part. Here it is. Those who really know her know that this is not a Speaker of the House who's suddenly gone soft Mm -hmm. on President Trump. This is actually a ruthless political leader who wants to bleed out this administration over the course of this year. Investigation after investigation, no rush to impeachment. She knows that it was suburban voters who helped the Democrats win the vote in 2018. She doesn't want to rush to anything. Break down this administration, expose them throughout 2019 and 2020 and go into 2020 election with a real case against the president that's been built over time, not rushed through some proceeding. See, isn't this exactly what I said earlier this week? One of the reasons why she is reluctant to go down impeachment, because politically they think it's better to just investigate, investigate slowly, like he said, bleed out the administration. So when they run against him in 2020, He has a bigger chance of losing because of all this stuff surrounding him. You know, there's also a piece in Time Magazine, time.com, talking about that her strategy is to change public opinion on Trump over a long period of time with all these investigations. It's not that Pelosi would be against impeaching him. It's that she has a very methodical strategy over a longer period of time to really hurt Trump. And her first goal is so is for have him lose in 2020. That's her first call. But if he wins in 2020, then I think you're going to see more talk of impeachment in his next term. So I thought that was an interesting take by him. Obviously, that person doesn't like Trump, but I agree with his analysis on Nancy Pelosi. That tragic, horrible terrorist attack in New Zealand, it's already got a political angle to it and already people talking about Trump relating Trump to all of this. We're going to have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. 545 here on PM Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here's one of the top stories we're following for you today. One of the suspects in a pair of deadly New Zealand mass shootings wrote in a manifesto that he supported President Trump as a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose. Now, a lot of people in the media on the left are using this to condemn Trump, but they didn't read the rest of it. This is the whole part of what he said about Trump. He said, as a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose, sure. As a policymaker and leader, dear God, no. So this was not some ardent supporter uh, who loved President Trump. Um, Obviously, this guy was sick and is really just trying to create division and start a race war. It really was his goal. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. These sacred places of worship were turned into scenes of evil killing. You've all been seeing what went on. It's a horrible, horrible thing. I told the Prime Minister that the United States is with them all the way, 100%, whatever they need. We will be there. New Zealand has been a great friend and partner for many years. Our relationship has never been better. And what they're going through is absolutely terrible. So 
Our hearts are with them and whatever we can do. That was President Trump earlier giving his remarks to the horrible terrorist attack that happened in New Zealand where this white supremacist who broadcasted it live on Facebook ended up being spread around Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff, killed 49 people in two separate mosques, put out a manifesto that is full of racism, full of white nationalism, called the immigrants invaders and hatred for Muslims and all of this kind of stuff. Now, unfortunately, this stuff is politicized immediately. A lot of people in the media already trying to connect this guy to President Trump. In fact, here's a montage of some media outlets today talking about uh, how this is related to Trump. President Trump, uh, whether uh, intentionally or I think in a lot of cases, even inadvertently, has provided a lot of fodder for people like this. Words do have consequences. And we know that at the very pinnacle of power in our own country, you mean when, the president talking about it? I mean, I know it's hard to even call this out. I've heard this from a guest this morning. Well, this shooter, according to these reports, specifically invoked our president as an inspiration. But you asked Matthew earlier about, is there someone out there tonight who's going to hear Trump's rhetoric and act on it? We know that lots of far-right attackers have claimed to be Trump supporters in recent months. And there's an intolerance that's being spread in this country, in this world, and it comes from the political dialogue. Let's be clear, it comes from political leaders. Words have consequences, like saying we have an invasion on our border. The language he uses in this manifesto is all about invaders. It's also language that President Trump used in a campaign ad before the midterm election. Yeah. Why they're uh, seeing inspiration from our own president, John, is you have a president who, when he was a candidate, talked about banning Muslims from entering this uh, this country. So this is the president um, who has given plenty of rhetorical ammunition, I think, to terrorists like this. We need to be mindful in our own rhetoric and in our own actions, how we're pushing it. Maybe we need to hear a little less from the president in terms of his, his rather incendiary uh, inflammatory rhetoric on you know, uh, racial or ethnic matters. I know earlier the president tweeted out a message of sympathy to the victims, but the president of the United States needs to, needs to go further. So it went on and on and on today. I mean, this this broke last night, and you're already hearing that from the media. By the way, I didn't hear any of these people say the same thing when that guy shot up Republicans in the baseball field. That guy mm-hmm. was a ardent Bernie Sanders supporter. None of these media people were willing to point that out and blame Bernie Sanders, as they shouldn't because they shouldn't blame Trump. Selective memory, it's called. Yeah, usually. Um, This also happened on CNN with an exchange with Representative Adam Kissinger, who had this exchange with CNN's John Berman earlier today, talking about this very same thing. You ask for God to change people's hearts. Yeah. I have a question for you. Does God need to change people's language? And I ask you that. Because this killer, apparently in a screed, some people call it a manifesto, said he is a supporter of President Trump as a symbol of white identity. Why why would anyone see the president as a symbol of white identity? I think God needs to change people's hearts. And I beg he does. He needs to change your language. But you cannot put this on President Trump. I'm not putting it on President Trump. There's one man who pulled the trigger here, okay? Yeah. The person who is giving a sign of allegiance to President Trump is the killer here. He calls him a symbol of white identity. The language he uses in this manifesto is all about invaders. It's all about invaders, which is similar language to the killer at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. It's also language that President Trump used in a campaign ad before the midterm election. The word invader means something 
to white supremacists around the world. Why? So I think, again, to make the connection of a president saying, I'm concerned, for instance, with illegal immigration. In he says country. invaders. Now, hold on. But to say that and then to go to a guy that's willing to kill 50 people, he may make a connection and say, President Trump's my idol. That doesn't put it on President Trump. I don't know what a sick man that would decide to kill 49 people innocently was thinking. I don't want to have any idea, frankly, what was in his mind. But what I know is this. It cannot be connected. We cannot sit here and say, what is it that President Trump is doing that's somehow triggering these people? This is an evil man that made a decision to murder 49 people, and that is on him and, frankly, the evil in his heart. If so I agree uh, with Representative Kinzinger there. Here's the thing. President Trump has never, ever called for violence against Muslims. President Trump has never, ever called for violence against minorities. President Trump has never, ever called for the United States to be uh, a, a state of white supremacy or white autonomy. All these things are what this guy was doing. Trump has never called for those things specifically. He has not called for violence. And if you start putting this on President Trump, what you're going to have next is basically censorship, basically uh, political correctness. I don't like everything that President Trump says either. If you ever listen to me, you know that. But Trump can't be directly responsible because he has never called for actions like this ever in his presidency or in his life. So this guy, like uh, Representative Kissinger said, uh, it's just the guy who did this is just insane and crazy. And to clarify what that one uh, news person said is that uh, Trump has never called for a ban on Muslims. He called for a moratorium on uh, Muslims from certain countries in order for the vetting system to be checked out. Well, yeah, he wanted to ban them from entering the country, but he has never, ever called for banning them in the country as a whole. He has minorities in his administration. He's worked with minorities in the past. Um, his, I mean... His kids are Jewish. His daughter, Ivanka, is a converted Jew. His wife is an immigrant. So to make these connections, I think, is stretching, and I think it sets a dangerous precedent. But this really is what this shooter did. It's a part of a really disturbing trend in our world. I'm going to talk about that, and we have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is PM Orlando. Here's some breaking news for you. Within the last hour, President Donald Trump issued the first veto of his presidency today, overruling Congress to protect his emergency declaration for border wall funding. Flanked by law enforcement officials, as well as the parents of children killed by people in the country illegally, Trump maintained that he is not through fighting for his signature campaign promise. Updates in our top stories every 10 minutes here on PM Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. To see this is especially disgusting. You know, I am praying for these people, and I know when I say thoughts and prayers are with these folks, I mean it. I mean that this is the time where we need the God of the universe to step in and to change people's hearts. Because for somebody to wake up, decide to grab a bunch of guns, decide to murder innocent people, even if they're a different religion... Uh, to me, is just the pure epitome of disgusting evil. That was our Representative Adam Kissinger earlier today talking about the massacre that happened, the terrorist attack that happened in New Zealand by this evil white supremacist. Um, here's the thing. I agree with them that we need God and we need prayers because I think there is a spiritual vacuum that's happening in the world. More and more people are going away from God, going away from faith, and they're trying to fill that hole 
with other things, with dangerous things. And unfortunately, white supremacists are filling it with evil and hate. Now, this is part of a disturbing trend that is in our world right now. Too many people in the world are getting their identity by associating themselves with some group. Now, sometimes the group they associate themselves with can be good, but sometimes it can be evil and it can be bad. There aren't enough people wanting to be individuals, wanting to be unique individuals, seeing themselves as unique individuals uh, with certain unique qualities by their creator. Instead, we just want to follow the crowd. Instead, we just want to find some group and get our purpose through being a part of that group. And the internet and social media has made this worse in a lot of cases. So what happens is if you're not a part of that group, if you don't agree with me, that means you're evil. I'm okay. You're not okay. That's the way they look at it. That's not the way we should look at it in free societies. We should be able to disagree with each other, but still appreciate each other as unique individuals. But we also need God on our side. We need to go back to faith. Stop trying to fill that spiritual vacuum with evil thoughts appreciate you listening to the show today have a good weekend and we will be back on monday it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.